It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 42 today of this new program here on KSL News Radio. We're talking during this segment and the next about uh, the issue of straight ticket voting. And ask yourself, Last time you were at the ballot box and you looked up in the corner, uh, you had an option. It was whether or not you wanted to communicate uh, your desire to vote for every, say, Republican candidate or Democrat candidate on that ballot. You could do so by checking that box. Uh, did you do that? Uh, send me a text message if you've used the straight ticket ballot option. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. You can also uh, share with me your thoughts on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page they made for me here because I'm a big shot now, you see. And so they make uh, they make Facebook pages for the big shots. It's, it's profiles for the mortals. People like me, we get pages. So check that out uh, on Facebook, Lee Lonsberry, or again, the text line 57500. Uh, two questions. Have you used straight ticket voting as an option when you've gone to the ballot box? And uh, as you listen over the next two segments, do you think it should be an option available to you that remains? Uh, so we have to kick off this conversation. Jay Evenson, who's the senior editorial columnist with the Deseret News. Uh, the editorial board just uh, recently put out uh, a piece under the headline, in our opinion, Time for Utah to ditch straight ticket voting. Uh, sir, first off, I'm grateful to you for joining me here in studio. And second, Great to be here. Thank you. Let me ask you uh, how you arrived at this opinion. Um, well, you know, a lot of people are, uh, I think, have misconceptions about our editorial page at the Deseret News. You know, people think we're conservative or some people out there think we're quite liberal. Um, we like to think of ourselves as being principle driven. Uh, and there are certain principles that, that we believe in, uh, whether it's care for the poor and needy or helping refugees, that type of thing. Um, in, in this case, I think it's, it's, it was just a question of what's best for democracy and what's best um, for how we, how we choose our leaders uh, in, in this state. Um, Utah's one of, I think, seven states that still have uh, the option for straight ticket voting. And it's kind of an anachronism. It, it, it really harkens from the old days in the 19th century when people, uh, you know, party bosses would uh, round up the votes. And so if you voted at, the, at a particular factory, um, your boss would say everyone here is uh, going to vote for the Democratic uh, ticket. And you would have different colored ballots that you would have to uh, uh, fill out depending on parties. So everybody knew what party you were voting for. And if you didn't vote the right way, you, you'd lose your job. Um, and so that kind of... It, it harkens back to that time and to a time when I think people, you know, party was was uh, everything, uh, just blind party voting. Um, so we have to ask ourselves, is that still where we are today? And I think a majority of states have said no. Now, 
one thing I have to make clear, if we do away with this box on the ballot, you can still vote a straight ticket. You just have to go through the ballot and actually check off uh, the candidates of that party that, that you would like to vote for. But there's another real reason why I think it's important to do away with this, and that is that it's causing a lot of confusion. When I talk to uh, county clerks, they say that this is the number one thing during election year that they get phone calls on. People saying, what does this box mean? Some people think you check that box that just means, oh, I'm declaring that I'm a Republican or that I'm a Democrat and that that is their way of, of registering with a party, which it's not. And then those people will go ahead and mark the ballot and maybe mark a split ticket ballot and and destroy their whole ballot. It'll, it'll be invalidated. Is that what happens? I had a question about that. If you vote, if you vote for the, the straight ticket option of one party and then further down the ballot you happen to check another box that invalidates the whole ballot? You know, you'd probably have to ask a a county clerk that that question, but I I would think... uh Probably the straight ticket um, uh, check mark would override He's the supreme uh, yeah, indication would of your override the okay. other the other ballots. But but the confusion is on our ballots today. Farther down, we have a lot of nonpartisan questions. We have school board races that are nonpartisan. We have um, judicial retention um, elections. We have prop ballot propositions, and we have proposed amendments to the to the state constitution. And uh, a lot of people when they click when they they check that box for a straight party they figure they're done and they don't go down and vote in these other races and these other these other ballot initiatives and so um it just makes more sense to make people take the time to go through the ballot we live in an age today where in in utah vast majority of the voting is done by mail and so we don't go into a voting booth anymore and, and work with a computer. Some some people still do, but most people vote by mail. That affords you the opportunity to go online and do some research, to study the issues. You have time to actually research what you're voting on. And I think people ought to be, ought to be doing that um, rather than simply just checking a box and saying, okay, I voted, I'm done. Is this a partisan issue? Yeah. Are, are, are there Republicans that are in favor of this while Democrats are not or vice versa? I know uh, as I was kind of preparing for this conversation, uh, this debate has played out in Pennsylvania relatively recently. And here in Utah, I think it might be a safe assumption that folks would say, oh, it's the Republicans that want this to stay in, in place and it's a Republican practice. Uh, well, out in Pennsylvania, the argument was exactly reverse. It was uh, the Democrats that were pushing for it it to remain and uh, the same types of arguments that you and I are speaking of today uh, merely held by you know the, the the opposite party I think it depends on who's in, who's in charge yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but from what I've been able to tell and I go up on the hill every day pretty much um, this bill seems to have bipartisan support and there's an interesting twist here um, Ben McAdams won in the in the fourth district which is primarily in Salt Lake County and I think utahpolicy.com did an analysis of the figures there and found that there were far more Democrats who voted straight ticket last year in that district than Republicans. And so Republicans may have skin in this game because they may feel like they lost that race, that Mia Love lost that race because of straight party voting on the part of Democrats. So there may be a bipartisan element to this up, up there. Let me ask you, you, you brought up your findings and what uh, has borne out in practice. Uh, Producer Amy did some digging. In 2016, 30% of voters uh, used the straight ticket option. What do you say to those folks who prefer it uh, as an option? 
you can still do it. You just have to check every box, and it really doesn't take that long. I mean, if you're going to do that, it would take five, six minutes maybe to go through. But if if you're voting on a on a computer, the computer will flag you and say, "Oh, you forgot to vote in these uh, ballot propositions," or you, you know, "Would you like to do that?" You don't have to, of course. But when you're voting on a on a mail ballot, a piece of paper, there's nothing to flag you and say, "Oh, you need to vote on these other things." And I think. People need to take the time to go through and make sure they're voting on everything that affects them. We've had four propositions last time, uh, ranging from medical marijuana to how we redraw political boundaries in the state. They all affect us personally, and people ought to ought to be aware of those and and have an opportunity to uh, to cast a vote. Sure. Uh, well, very good. The the trouble that I've heard from some folks, you get into the time uh, debate. So uh, out in Pennsylvania, as I'm reading up on what they brought to the debate uh, was uh, time. Time spent at the polling location. If you are able to change uh, uh, you know, a 30-second uh, visit to the ballot box, transition it into uh, five or six minutes, as you mentioned, you're going to get some backups that might lead to folks uh, walking away from the ballots instead of voting. Is there are there suppression arguments that uh, you're able to combat? There may be in some of those states, uh, but here in Utah, where we primarily vote by mail, I think those are largely taken care of. You also probably have to ask yourself what's more important: doing it quickly or doing it thoughtfully. And I think most people would say, no, we need when it's something as important as democracy and how we self-govern in this state, we, we ought to do it carefully and thoughtfully. And that thoughtful approach ought to be compelled upon voters. Um, you can't compel anything upon voters, but I think um, they ought they ought to have to go through every page of the ballot and, and mark it. Um, I think it's kind of it's it's old fashioned. It's anachronistic to to, to do a straight party vote. Um, and I know there there are arguments on the other side. You certainly you can't compel people to do anything. But I think this is best for democracy and best for how we make important decisions. Jay Evenson, our guest, uh, senior editorial columnist, the Deseret News, sir. I'm grateful to you for your time. I'm grateful to you uh, for sharing with us the position of the editorial board on this topic of straight ticket voting. Uh, there are two sides. In the next segment, we're going to speak to a Utah state legislator who has repeatedly voted against efforts to remove this option from the ballot. Brad Dahl will be our guest here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Grateful to you for joining us today. We're going to take another segment to talk about this issue of straight ticket voting. You heard in the segment prior from senior editorial columnist with the Deseret News, Jay Evenson. He wrote, uh, along with the rest of the editorial board, uh, a message uh, that they have published stating that they believe it's time for the straight ticket voting to come to an end. You heard that side of the debate, and now we'll be joined by uh, Utah Representative Brad Daw, Republican representing uh, District 60. And just a few days ago, he, uh, along with the other members of the House Government Operations Committee, uh, voted on this measure. There were seven folks voted in favor, and he, along with one other colleague, uh, two total, voted against the measure, which would do away with straight-ticket voting here in the state of Utah. So, uh, Representative Daw, first and foremost, thank you for joining me. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on. Outstanding. Uh, let me ask you uh, straight away, what uh, motivated your vote against this measure in the in committee, sir? 
You know, I, I see no reason not to give voters that option. I mean, we've always done it. It's never been a problem. And uh, if they don't want to take it, they can vote to, for whoever they want to. But uh, I don't see that this actually solves anything to do away with it. In the segment prior, we spoke to Jay Evenson. He, he uh, writes for the editorial board here on the Deseret News. He brought up a point that there are so many uh, issues down ballot that uh, don't deal with party. Uh, there are initiatives and constitutional amendments, judges here in Utah, are nonpartisan uh, votes that are cast. If you, the, some people, uh, would might check mm-hmm. that box. That's the assertion of Mr. Evenson. Uh, check the box uh, and then forget. Uh, about all of those choices needing to be made down further along the ballot. What do you say to those folks? You know, I I say that uh, if a voter isn't willing to look down the ballot, uh, we got bigger issues than whether or not that box is at the top. I mean, the fact is, is uh, uh, thinking that we're going to somehow change uh, voter behavior dramatically by removing the box, I think, is kidding ourselves. And and if we acknowledge that there's a problem, then maybe we ought to look at really solving the problem instead of pretending that we actually did something worthwhile. Do, do you feel, do you feel there is a problem there? Well, I mean, the fact is, if they're saying that voters aren't going down the ballot, then my question is, you know, why? Uh, are they are they not being informed? Are they not uh, are they not hearing about the issues? I mean, there's a whole host of reasons that I could point to as to why they're not going further down the ballot. And the fact that uh, there may or may not be a box at the top seems like by far the least one of them. Sure. Uh, now, Utah is in a in an ever shrinking pool of states that retain this uh, practice. Why, why why should we be resistant to removing this uh, when so many other states are, are coming to the conclusion that they no longer need it on their ballots? You know, that's a really good question. And, and I, I honestly, I, I think about this a fair amount, and I thought about why I would vote no. And to me, the main reason is it doesn't solve any problem. And I'd like us to face what the real challenge is, and that is getting voters to take the time to look over the issues and to, uh, you know, make a make a decision based on good information. So if that's not happening, this isn't going to solve it. It it strikes me as a Band-Aid uh, that, that well, it, more than a Band-Aid, it's almost like a feint. It doesn't solve any of the underlying issues. There this issue has been brought before the Utah legislature in years past. You have had, on occasion voted against it in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the chances? How are things looking this year? Does it have a chance? Well, you saw the vote in committee, and uh, the fact is I think it went all the way through the legislature last year, just basically uh, uh, got stuck at the last bit uh, on the clock. So, you know. Uh, if I had to guess on the vote, it looks like it's got a good chance. Mm. All righty. Well, uh, anything else that folks ought to know about this option? It will remain uh, an option this upcoming uh, election and probably won't apply until the next. But uh, but straight ticket vote voting, uh, you think it's all right to, to stay on the ballot? Yeah. Well, I, I don't have any 
No, nothing else to add, but I uh, uh, appreciate the time to talk. I can hear the bells behind you. It means it's time for you to go vote, sir. I'm grateful to you for your <laughs> well, time. I, I just went in and voted, but thank you. All right, very good. Uh, Representative yeah. Brad Daw, he sits on the House Government Operations uh, Committee. There is a piece of legislation uh, being forwarded by Patrice Arendt, who recently announced that she'd be retiring. This is one of her last efforts in the state legislature. She's worked on it before. Uh, she was our guest not long ago. She made it known to us that she would be working on this effort and that got my attention and so i started kind of clicking and clacking around producer amy did some good work and did some good digging on what the history of this is here in the state of utah and in 2016 she found uh, that 30 percent of folks took advantage of this option and it's not a partisan thing i have done a little bit more research around the country as i've tried to get an understanding of why the why various states uh, first put this in place to begin with and now are moving away from it and it really it depends on the party in power uh, who is going to be against this in pennsylvania there was a debate that played out not too long ago on this very same issue uh on pennsylvania uh, the democrats were were in control for the most part and the the arguments being presented by the Democrats then are the arguments being presented by the Republicans here now. Now that's not to say that uh, that I have a good clear understanding of uh, what what the real deal ought to be ought to be here in the state of Utah. I do know that I have not ever used the the straight ticket voting option, uh, but I don't yet. I don't know if we should take away that option from individuals, especially when some of the evidence presented are pretty anecdotal. You heard from uh, Jay Evenson with the Deseret News as he spoke to us. He talked about what uh, various county clerks have shared uh, as their experience talking to uh, voters. And some of those anecdotally had let the clerks know that uh, that it was uh, difficult to understand or they weren't sure uh, what was down at the bottom of the ballot or they thought that maybe by checking that box they were indicating uh, their party preference and not uh, exactly casting a ballot for every member of that party running for office on the ballot. I typically te- seem I typically lean towards uh, more options are better. Uh, and that, I guess, if you translate it to this issue, would mean that my position is that if that leaving it on here is just all fine and good and that our we you and I as voters ought to bear the responsibility for familiarizing ourselves with the various ballot initiatives further down, uh, the judges running for reaffirmation uh, and the other issues that are nonpartisan uh, uh, I think that you and I are pretty well capable of of learning these things, and I also too think that as voters, uh, it's not it's not only a right that you and I have uh, to vote. In the Constitution, it's very clear that you and I are given the right to vote. But I think in conjunction with that, we also have to bear the responsibility of being a voter, and that is a, a serious thing. It, we need to take the ballots we cast seriously. And we need to bear the responsibility or we need to bear the consequences uh, for those votes once they're cast, e- even if we don't cast them. So that's to say uh, you you know, you hear sometimes people say that if you uh, if you don't vote, then you are not entitled to complain uh, about the results. I don't agree with that. I think that we are equally entitled to complain uh, whether or not we vote. Our our right to vote is also a right not to vote. And as that 
uh, intermingles with this issue, I think that maybe we should be left with more options rather than uh, fewer. But we'll see how it goes. The prediction from Representative Daw is that this will make it through the full legislature. Uh, we'll touch base with the governor's office and see how he feels about it. But at least on the legislative side, this ha- has a good chance of making it through. It's uh, a Republican senator who is uh, lending his voice to this uh, effort by Representative Arendt. So uh, that's something we're going to have to follow. We'll see what it means. I, again, have never used this uh, method, but I don't know uh, that there is good enough rationale for removing it from uh, you and I as, as an option. Uh, if nothing else. Next up, we're going to be talking about women's suffrage. Uh, I told you that producer Amy tracked down a fascinating article from 150 years ago. I'm going to read that to you. I'm also going to talk to you about a resolution being forwarded up on Utah's Capitol Hill commemorating women's suffrage here in the state of Utah. We were trailblazers then. We're trailblazers now. That's all coming up here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.